Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Father, I thank you for opening eyes today. God, you know, at my birthday this week, pastor's birthday last week, and um, another year to live. Uh, uh, another year, Father, to, to experience you in the land of the living. Father, may our lives and the lives of everyone else in this room make an impact like never before in this upcoming year. Father, we are so grateful for the privilege of life. And Father, as, as the word goes forth, just strengthen everyone that's listening, everyone that's live streaming. Just encourage them, Father, and, and, and give them direction and clarity, Father, as we move forward in this season. And we give you all the honor and all the glory. And the church says, amen. see, I didn't used to hear amens for, for a long time. Can I hear one more time? Amen. amen. There it is. Amen, amen, amen. Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 16, and we're going to begin with the sixth verse. And Paul and Silas were about to begin their second missionary journey. And their plan was to revisit all of the churches and, and all the places that uh, uh, they had visited in the first missionary uh, churches, but uh, missionary journey. But, but something happened, and we're going to take a look at this. And I'll tell you, if you hate everything I say every Sunday, you're going to learn the Bible, all right? So we're going to be in the book, and you're going to love the things I, I share with you. Uh, and, and if you don't like, just say, ouch, and, and God will heal you, and, and you will get better and stronger. Uh, 16 and verse 6. Luke is writing by the Holy Spirit, and he says, now when they, now notice the word they. You're going to see it over and over again in the early part of chapter 16. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they, there's that word again, were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, uh, Asia, the, or the province of Asia, was the uh, home of Ephesus, which was the third largest uh, city in the whole Roman Empire. So Ephesus would have been the logical destination here, but, but God had another plan, and he did not release Paul to go to Ephesus until his third uh, missionary journey. You know, sometimes, you know, our plans are not wrong. It's just not time yet. And, and we have to learn to wait on the Lord because he is wise. So again, him wanting to go there was not wrong. It just wasn't what time. And what you want may not be wrong. It just may not be what? Time. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 says this. God, this is important. God has made everything beautiful, but when? In its time. Meaning if you want things to go ugly fast, don't pay attention to God's timing. I just preaching better than you saying amen right there. God had a butterfly for you at a certain address, but, but you knocked before you should have. And when the door opened, your heart was broken because you saw a worm. Timing matters. 16.7. After they, that word they again, had come to Mysia, which is in present day Turkey, they tried to go, but the spirit did not Permit them. What I want you to see is as anointed as Apostle Paul and Silas were, as, as powerful as these men and women were, as close 
to God as they were. I want you to see the trial and error. And no matter how spiritual you are, how long you pray, some things you will not be able to figure out unless you try. This is important. The Holy Spirit will guide you through closing doors as much as through opening doors. And we must learn to pay attention. Then they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So they tried to go into the province of Asia, and the Holy Spirit said no. And, and now they're trying to go to Bithynia, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit says no. And, and I'm sure Paul and Silas are thinking here, you know, come on, Lord, all we're trying to do is, is your will here. Can't we get a yes? Can't we get one amen from heaven? But they didn't. Verse 8. So passing by Mysia, meaning that Paul and Silas walked silently through certain towns and they actually passed certain opportunities for ministry in order to obey God. And just because on the surface it seems Christian doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you. Pay attention to what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's taken me, you know, I just had a birthday and, and I'm still learning this lesson. If, if, if God says no, it's always because he has something better in mind. And there's lots of opportunities I had to pass up. And, you know, we, 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 you know I've been married. I'm, I'm going to lose the number. Uh, it just went so fast. It just seems like a few years. That's why I'm, I'm losing the number. I'm not, I'm, it's not like prison where I'm counting the time. So, so I, I, I don't remember exactly how many, how many years. But do you know how many ladies I had to pass up before I got to the right one? But what if I would have said yes too quickly? Life would have been different. You hear what I'm saying? And, and sometimes everything's not for you. You got to wait for you. It might even look good. It might even look, you know, like a Christian-y. You hear what I'm saying? But everything's not always for you, and it's not time for everything under the sun. Well, they passed through Mysia, then they came down to Traos, and Traos here was Paul's third choice. But those of you that are football fans, uh, 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 Joe Montana was a third draft round pick. Four Super Bowls later, it really didn't matter. Uh, Tyrell Owens, third round draft pick. Russell Wilson, third round draft pick. David wasn't really even a pick by his father. And if anything, he was his daddy's last pick. But look what God did. Proverbs says, a man's heart plans his way. But it's the Lord that directs his steps. And there's nothing wrong with having a plan as long as that plan is subject to the spirit of the living God. So this is the way I do it. I make plans in my life, but I always give God veto power. So I say, Lord, this is my plan. This is my best plan. And Lord, if you don't like it, show me and I'll switch. You hear what I'm saying? And this must be our attitude before God because we're not God. We don't know everything. And we don't know everything behind every door in life. And sometimes it's with best intentions. We try to do, you know, the next thing. But God has a better plan and a better idea. And in verse 9, after God closed all these ministry opportunities, all these doors, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now, here's the question. Why didn't a vision come earlier? 
I mean, why wasn't God clearer from the beginning? God could have just said, what about, why, why all this trial and error? What, what, what's going on here? And here's the deal. I don't know exactly. But, but what I do know is that God told Abraham to leave Ur of the Chaldees before God showed him the promised land. I also know that you can't steer a parked car. You can only steer a car in motion. And some things we will only know, some things we will only hear as we venture to try. So a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with Paul in this vision, saying, come over to Macedonia and what? Help us. Now, the result of this hit or miss the result of, you know, I'm trying to go here, couldn't go there, tried to go there, couldn't go there. The, the result of this was that the gospel would leave Asia and go to Europe for the first time. Western history was changed and established because these two men were sensitive to the voice of God and humble enough to change their plans. People who do not bend will be easily broken. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately. Now, when God is clear, we must move quickly. And as I always say to you, an opportunity of a lifetime only lasts the lifetime of that particular opportunity. When God says move, seize the moment. Immediately, now watch the switch. Before this time, it had been they, Luke is writing, it says we, which lets us know that one of the reasons why God forbid them to go to those other cities is because God wanted them to pick up Luke, who would actually write the book of Acts. He wanted him to be an eyewitness of the things he was about to write about. Also, the man that would uh, uh, author the, the gospel of Luke. So, you know, you, you, you're like, well, God, why are you messing with my plans? Well, God has other people involved in his plan than you. You hear what I'm saying? And sometimes he has to move people into different places. You understand? It takes time for people to get to where they're going, and sometimes that impacts your plans in the process. So God is not just being different. He's not being haphazard here. He's working out a larger plan. And you think you just landed here this morning. You did not just land here this morning. God got you here. There was a whole bunch of events that got you into this room and under this particular anointing. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer. Stay tuned and we will be right back with the rest of today's teaching. The desire for personal and professional development is a characteristic of successful leaders. It's the desire for growth and to serve with excellence that makes a great leader. The pathway to becoming a better leader isn't always easy. Busy schedules, finding proven resources, and networking with like-minded individuals can be challenging and time-consuming. If this sounds familiar, check out the Renaissance Leadership Network, where you will connect to a dynamic group of peers. Find premium resources and expertise from time-tested world-class leaders to help propel you towards your leadership goals. Best of all, 
The Renaissance Leadership Network offers ISET continuing education units for its learning events that comply with the ANSI ISET continuing education and training standard. For more information, go to rlnleadership.com and learn more about membership benefits designed to take you to the next level of leadership. While you are there, be sure to register for the next online leadership session. Now back to today's teaching. Immediately, we sought to go to, we again, Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, these men again, I mean, all the gifts of the Spirit were operating through Paul and, and Silas. In spite of all those gifts, I want you to notice that they concluded, meaning they reasoned and came to conclusions. Now, on one extreme, do not overthink everything. On the other extreme, stop leaving your brain at the church door. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Life is hard enough without being stupid. (laughs) Don't add stupid, you hear what I'm saying, to the equation. It's already tough enough. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran straight uh, a straight course uh, to Samothrace, and the next day we came to Neop- Neapolis, uh, which is about, you know, 125 miles uh, by boat, but then they had to walk another 10 miles by, by foot. But he- here's, here's a, the important point here. The will of God is not always convenient, but it's always worth it. And these guys had to uh, do some traveling. They had to deal with some discomfort. 125 miles by boat in, 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 in uh, times where boats were not as comfortable as they are today. Verse 12, let's keep moving. And from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of the part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. Now, again, we're going to get to our focus in a couple moments But at this time, Philippi was a very, very important city because traffic from the uh, uh, east would, uh, there was a a major Roman road, and all the traffic, or most of the traffic from the the, the east would funnel through Philippi to get to the west. So the Philippi connected uh, Asia and Europe, the east and and the west. And on the Sabbath day, we went out uh, of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. Now, 10 Jewish males were needed in order for a synagogue to be built. They had not built a synagogue because there weren't enough Jewish men in the city. So Paul understands this situation. Watch what he does. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. The fact that the synagogue was primarily female did not bother Paul. It didn't bother Silas. God used ladies to get it done then, and he uses ladies to get it done now. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. Now, in this time in history, it was absolutely radical, borderline impolite to give such attention Uh, to a woman and memorialize her in this way like this in writing. It was was a huge deal. But the gospel was different. And this lady was special. This lady, Lydia, would actually become the first convert of all of Europe. 
But then it goes on to describe, again, this is not just a conversation. Luke writes this down. This is putting in writing. You just did not write this way in this time. This was breaking all the norms. And it says, she was a seller of purple, a business woman, and no ordinary business, by the way. Um, purple here, was, it came from the, the, the Murox shell, or it's a snail that kind of lived in that shell, and they would take the mucus from the snail, and they would use it to dye clothes. And the mucus or the purple from this uh, particular uh, shell was, was actually comparable to gold in value. I mean, this was Louis Vuitton. This was uh, uh, Fee Noel. This was Gucci. This, this was Prada. I don't even know how to announce this stuff. It's stuff. I mean, you know, it, this was top end stuff that this woman sold and, and made happen. So just again, we're in a different world now. Purple was a status figure. In the ancient world, when you saw someone coming towards you, you immediately knew their status in life. You knew it by the way they dressed. So uh, clothing was super, super, super important in this time. So uh, again, purple was a status status. So when you saw someone dressed in purple, it meant that they were very rich and very, very powerful. The Bible says the Lord opened her heart. So when the Lord opened this woman's heart to God, Europe was opened up. And ladies have always played a major role in the destiny of our world. But watch this. He said, the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Now, I may do the speaking each week, but it's ultimately the Lord that opens your ears to hear and understand what the word is saying. And when she and her husband, or household, forgive me, were baptized, so we can miss this. This woman was a go-getter. She, she, she went back to her house and then won everybody in her house to her Lord. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, now she's now making an appeal to Paul. If you have judged me, this is a very forceful appeal, by the way, to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Because of this woman's appeal, Lydia's house would become the headquarters of God's movement in Europe. Lydia's home, this very, very large home, by the way, and this is important, God has a plan for the rich and the poor. God is not a respecter of persons. And when we look at the Bible carefully, we see very wealthy people, also very poor people, being used of God. But her house became the, 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 the place or home to the first congregation in Europe. But watch what Paul says. So she what persuaded us. Meaning this was not something that Paul really wanted to do initially. This was not part of his planning. But obviously, this, this woman was, was very influential. She probably even heard from God. And she was willing to do what it took to convince those in leadership here to move in this direction. So she what? Persuaded us. She wasn't demure. She wasn't shy. This woman was a literal rainmaker. And she understood how to make things Happen. Skip to verse 22. 
Then the multitude rose up together against them. Although Paul and Silas and his whole team were clearly moving under the direction of the Holy Spirit, everyone was not happy. How many know you're never going to make everybody happy? And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with sticks or or rods, which are basically a whole bunch of sticks wrapped around each other. And and Paul and Silas are about to get the beat down of a lifetime. This was serious stuff. Once you got beat with these sticks, you never walked the same. Your body was mangled. It was a whole different thing. Sometimes they'd even just beat the bottom of your feet so you would be paralyzed for life. So this was a very, very serious Beating And all this, this happened just because a few verses earlier, all he did was, was, was set a girl free. He just cast a demon out of a fortune-telling girl. How many of y'all remember that, that narrative? Okay. And when they had laid many, not just a few, when they had laid many stripes on them, and sometimes doing the right thing will still get you in trouble. Even though it's right, everybody's not always going to be happen, happy, but God never abandons his own. Then they threw them. All he did was help a little girl. All he did was follow the voice of the Lord through Asia to Europe. They threw him into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Here's the question. Didn't God give Paul a vision of the man of Macedonia crying for help? Didn't God guide them to Macedonia's? Well, what do you do when your vision becomes a nightmare? What do you do when your marriage, your job, your children, your health, the situations in your life become your nightmare? You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.